It's once again time to start previewing Arizona State's game tomorrow against Washington State on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. And, of course, a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at richiebrads 36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off of your first purchase. Real quick before we get started, it is game day for the World Series. Uh, the Diamondbacks are in it, just like we all predicted at the start of the year. You can see I'm hanging out in my super uh, totally authentic uh, D-backs jersey, number 21, Zach Granke, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, let's go D-backs, activate that valley, baby. And speaking of activating the valley, Arizona State is back home this weekend after a trip up to Seattle. They are going to be hosting the Washington State Cougars, better known as Wazoo. And this is, I'm I'm not going to lie, this is a game we can win. This is a game we can win. And I'm really excited to talk about this because with the way that Arizona State has been playing this year, this feels attainable. This feels realistic. And I'm truly buying in to the Sun Devils in this game. Look, they were... They were this close to beating Washington last weekend on the road. That's number five team in the country, right? They've been in games all year. They played really tough against Colorado. They played tough against USC. They should have beat Cal. Like, they're right there. They're right on the cusp of getting their first Pac-12 win. And I think this is the week that they do it. You know, spoiler alert, we will be talking about that towards the end of the podcast when we do our final score. If you're new here then you're going to love our game day previews. Basically, we're going to go through the offense and defensive side of the footballs, break down some players to watch, full prediction, score prediction. So let's go ahead. No more talking. We're going to get right into this. We're going to start with the Sun Devils offense. And the first big thing, the first, the first thing on our list of things to do is figure out how to get the offense clicking through the passing game. And like, we've got some weapons out there. The problem is the uh, quarterback play has not been good. Trenton Borgay needs to find a way to step it up this week. You know, I love Trenton. I've been, I, I, I have sort of a relation with him. You know, we've had conversations and all that. Uh, he's a super nice guy. Love him to pieces. Absolutely thrilled that he's been able to get a chance this year. The problem is he's not been overly great this year. And I think that's probably the nicest way I can put it. He is completing, you know, real quality 62.1% of his passes. 922 yards over a handful of starts. So he's got back-to-back 300-yard passing games. Like, he's getting it done through the air. The problem is they're not able to capitalize in the end zone. Excuse me. Uh, He did have back-to-back 300-yard games. Last week, he had 196. So a step back from what he has been doing. But one touchdown, three interceptions. That's just not going to get it done. Like, it's not going to get it done if he's Jaden Rashada, if he's Drew Pine, if he's Caleb Williams. That's not good enough. Borgay's got to find a way to step up. And 
you know, the, it goes it goes with the rest of the guys too. It's not just Trenton Borgay, but it is easy to look at what Borgay has done and say, hey, you know, if this was a little bit better, we might be winning more football games. So need to find a way to get that to step up. But the offense as a whole, we're just looking for that consistency. I talked about it on yesterday's podcast is finding that consistency in the play calling, in the production, all of that is going to be key in this game. That was one of my three keys to victory was having that consistency on offense. This is once again going to be one of the big factors here. And what works out in Arizona State's favor is they're going up against one of the worst defenses in the Pac-12 statistically. Like you look at what Wazoo is doing this year. They are the 10th team in yards per game. They are the 10th team in passing yards per game. And they are the 11th team in rushing yards per game. And guess what? They are allowing over 160 rushing yards on the ground. This is a perfect, perfect opportunity for the Sun Devils to be able to get the ground game going, which has struggled this year due to injuries and other outside factors. This is the game to kind of get that going in the right direction. This is a subpar defense. It, it, It just is like just. Call it as it is. They are the seventh team, eighth team, eighth team in points per game at 29.9. I'll be honest, I don't I don't see us scoring that many points. We just haven't been that team all year long. I don't see that changing. I really don't. But I do see the production being able to be there, which is part of what we're looking for is Trenton Borgay to be able to step it up and all that good stuff. I'm hoping that this is going to be the game that kind of gets that trending in the right direction for the team. Flipping to the defensive side of the football, you're hoping that the turnovers can keep coming. Last week, they had four turnovers. They've had five all year. So what you're hoping for is that this can be that momentum to help you get back on track, to get you moving in the right direction. Getting four turnovers off of Washington, the fifth best team in the nation, three of those coming off of Michael Penix, one of the front runners for the Heisman Trophy this year. That's huge. That's the kind of that's the kind of outing that really gets you thinking we can do anything. We can be the best defense in the Pac-12. We can be the best defense in the nation. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of mentality that it brings to you. That's the kind of swagger that is going to hopefully get everything going for this team. Are they going to force four turnovers again? Probably not. Hopefully though you can Keep the momentum up the rest of the year. Be happy with one turnover. Be happy with two turnovers. Like, you just need them to start stacking and hopefully finish the year strong because at this point, you're you're definitely not expecting to win very many more games, sitting at one and six. What is that? Five games left? Five games left. You've got Washington State this week. You've got Utah next week. You've got Oregon and Arizona. And why am I missing one? I can't remember. Well, neither here nor there. Point is, though, you've got some time to be able to start stacking some good games and good performances on the defensive side of the football to give you that momentum, to give you that that swagger, that confidence to start forcing more turnovers. Hopefully, that's going to be a continued uh, continued factor for this defense. And then my biggest question is, what's your game plan for Cameron Ward? Cameron Ward is one of the best kept secrets in the Pac-12. He's very quietly been one of the top passers in the league. 
2,217 yards on the air. He's completing 69.9% of his passes for a massive 8.6 yards per attempt. 15 touchdowns against three interceptions. He's been sacked a whopping 19 times, though. Hopefully, you'll be able to get after him in the sack department, but this isn't a quarterback that's turning the ball over at an alarming rate. And he's throwing a lot of yards in the meantime. My question is, what are you going to do to counter what he's going to do against you? You know, he's he's been sacked quite a bit. Are you going to dial up a pass rush? Arizona State didn't get a sack last week, but granted, Washington's offensive line is very, very good. They were getting the ball out relatively quickly. It just got neutralized. Other than that, though, the Sun Devils pass rush has been pretty lively this year. 18 sacks through seven games. They have two games without a sack, though. So they're doing really good. Prince Dorbaugh, BJ Green, Deshaun Mallory. Those guys are big difference makers on the defensive line. You're hoping that that's going to be kind of kind of one of the one of the aspects that kind of propels you to a win in this game. You need the pass rush to get back on track so that you can start winning some more football games. And this is a great opportunity to do it against a an offensive line that's just subpar. Call it as it is. This is your opportunity to get that pass rush back on track. But overall, your game plan for what to do with Cameron Ward is going to be one of one of the biggest storylines that I'm going to be paying attention to. What's your game plan? Are you going to rush four? Are you going to rush seven? What's your coverage look like? How are you going to be adjusting for this passing game? Because they have quite a few capable receivers that we'll be talking about in just a moment here. But whatever you roll out on the defensive side of the football, I'm going to be paying attention to what your game plan is to, you know, kind of try and neutralize Cameron Ward. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over Athletic Brewing Company, which provides us with our game changer of the week. You know, much like Elijah Badger, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Elijah Badger's ability to attack every level of the field with his route running and create after the catch is beyond exceptional. He's been a true difference maker, just like Athletic Brewing. They've changed the non-alcoholic beer game and make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They win all sorts of global competitions that brewers are involved in with drinks that have actual real alcohol. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anywhere, anytime, and make everything more enjoyable. You can find... Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you. You can also get them online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code Locked On and get 50% off your order. That's code Locked On at checkout for 50% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Also want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Game Time because, quite frankly... Trying to get those last-minute tickets is, you know, pretty stressful. But Game Time takes that out of the way and helps you get those last-minute tickets without having to stress. They are a terrific company. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect. They have all the prices shown to you with the total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden, hidden fees. And you can buy your tickets within seconds, just two taps, and you got them. They have deals for tickets right up to the start of the event or even an hour after it starts. It's a great place to get your last-minute tickets 
And I'm sure that a lot of you guys are going to be looking for all sorts of fun games to go to, whether it's Arizona State or the Cardinals. I know that I'm getting my Baltimore Ravens tickets for this Sunday through game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G Y for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. If you guys haven't checked out the Locked On College Football kickoff live on Fridays, then what are you doing? And don't worry if you missed it today. It is still on all of our Locked On College channels, every single one of them. They go live 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. They cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College shows covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on any and all Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. We promise you I'm going to be tuning in. I missed it this morning. Like I said, still on the page. Check it out. So much fun. The guys know what they're talking about. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Wazoo Cougars to watch out for in this game. First one, obviously, Cameron Ward. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about him because I've already talked about him. He is a really, really good passer. He was good last year in his first year at Washington State. Uh, He threw for over 3,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He also had five scores on the ground. Keep in mind that this was a a quarterback that was adjusting to Power 5 competition. He had previously played Incarnate Word. So quite the jump up in competition. He played well last year, playing even better this year. I would anticipate he's probably going to come back for next year as well at 6'2", 223. He's got the prototypical size. He's got a good arm. He's got mobility. He can do a little bit of everything for you. He is a very good quarterback. What your game plan is against him is going to be one of the one of the most important factors that I'm going to be paying attention to in this game. I don't know what your game plan is for him. I imagine the pass rush is going to be pretty dialed in. I'm I'm excited to see it, but I'm also really, really curious to see what you're going to do with this with this receiving game. They've got uh, three guys with over 400 yards, two guys with over 500 yards. You got Kyle Williams is your leading receiver right now with 549 yards, a very healthy 14.4 yards per catch. He's a junior, six foot, 187. First year at Washington State. He's already going to have a career best compared to his three previous seasons at UNLV. You've also got Lincoln Lincoln Victor. He's a smaller guy at 5'9", 177. Hasn't stopped him from having 522 yards. He's in his third season with Washington State. He's going to be a factor. And then Josh Kelly is the other receiver here, 6'1", 192. His first year after playing four seasons at Fresno State, 433 yards, very healthy, 13.5 yards per reception of those three. They have combined for 12 of the team's 17 receiving touchdowns. I don't know who's the true number one. I don't know who's going to beat us the most, but I'm going to be paying attention to those three guys. Uh, the run game, pretty non-existent. They're averaging just 3.1 yards per carry. Their, their number one running back is 2.9. I'm not really worried about the rushing attack. Now, I I would say that, and then, 
knowing karma, they're going to end up killing us in the run game. But I'm really not worried about them at all. It's going to be the passing attack that I'm going to be paying attention to. Defensively, you know, Kyle Thornton is somebody to keep an eye on. He's their middle linebacker, uh, 6'1", 222 pounds. He is already off to a career year, 54 tackles, uh, only 18 of them solo, 36 assisted. I don't really know if he's going to be someone that I'm losing sleep over, but it's obvious to keep an eye out on him where I am going to be paying attention is their two defensive ends. First one, Ron Stone Jr. He's been a factor for a minute. He's been at Washington State for a little while. He is a senior for the team. I believe this is last year. He's played all five seasons there. Already three sacks on the year. He's a beast. And he's been somebody that we've known about for a little while now. If you have been a true Pac-12 fan, you know who Ron Stone Jr. is. He's someone that I'm going to be keeping out, keeping an eye out on. I don't really know if we have a plan to neutralize him. I know the Sun Devils offensive line has been able to play solid this year, especially with Trenton Borgay under center where they're just able to get the ball out quickly. That's what they're going to have to do because Ron Stone is a beast. And the guy opposite him, Brandon Jackson, has also been able to get some good work in. He's got three and a half sacks on the year. He's also a senior. He's also played all five years at Wazoo. He's he's another certified stud. 6'4", 264 for him. When he got bookend uh, pass rushers like they do there, going to be really interesting to see what your game plan is for them. In the secondary, you know, they've got a lot of guys with uh, pass deflections. They've actually broken up 28 passes this year. Cam Lampkin is their leading guy with seven. He's one of their defensive backs. Uh, Shaw Smith-Wade has six. They've got Jaden Hicks with four. They've also recorded a pretty okay five interceptions, like nothing too crazy. Sam Lockett, the third, has two interceptions on the year. They do have two pick sixes. Thanks to uh, Capenna uh, Gushikin. I apologize if I mispronounce that. And Jaden Hicks. Interesting to keep an eye out on. But overall, the defense doesn't scare me. I'm sorry. It just, it doesn't. Like, again, hopefully this isn't a jinx where they end up coming out and just absolutely obliterating us. Obviously, our offense isn't exactly the most deadly in the world which could lead to one of their better performances this year. But I I truly do think that Arizona State's offense should be able to handle anything that Wazoo throws at you. Uh, I have some very interesting bold predictions that we'll go over here in just a moment. But bottom line, this is a underachieving defense. But between two bookend pass rushers and some opportunistic uh, defensive backs, there's still guys that you need to keep an eye out on in this game. Got to talk to you guys about our friends over at Price Picks because Price Picks is daily fantasy made so much fun. I have had so much fun this year winning up to 25 times my money this season. It's really simple. Pick two or more players and an over-under on their projected stats and place your entry. You can take a look at rushing yards for guys like Derrick Henry, for guys like Saquon Barkley. You can look at passing yards. For Josh Allen, for Patrick Mahomes, you can look for touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. You can look at receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. Like everything is there for you. It's so much fun. It's so simple. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value 
And now they offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to prizefix.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Again, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Of course, you can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. It's time for the best part of this show, and that is our bold predictions. Two on offense, two on defense, a final score. Let's not waste any time and get right into this on the offensive side of the football. I'm thinking Elijah Badger, the guy I mentioned earlier as our game changer of the week, is going to go off. I am predicting a season high in receiving yards for him, which would be 135 or more. I imagine the volume is going to be there for him. It's pretty much been there all year. 41 catches on the year. Next closest is Guillory with 21. 20 more receptions than the next closest guy. Badger is a beast. Absolute monster. He has been pretty much all year outside of his first game against uh, Southern Utah, where he only played the second half. He's been a beast in every other game. He's he's just one of the most important players to the Sun Devils. If you look at the wide scope of things in the Pac-12, he's one of the most important players to a single team. Like, what Badger is to your, your offense, you take him out of it, it's a mess. It is not a great team, which is why Badger is so vital to everything you do. And I think that this is going to be a game where he's going to be able to take advantage of a suspect pass defense. Washington State's giving up 275.4 yards per game. Trenton Bourget has been able to air the ball out pretty well, and a lot of that is because of what Badger has done for you. Last week, eight catches, 50 yards, not his best performance, but again, volume. Wouldn't be surprised if Badger was north of seven catches again. Wouldn't be surprised if he was double-digit, but I do think that this is going to be a season best for him. Hopefully he's able to find the end zone. I'm saying 135 or more yards. I'm also going to say that this rushing offense is going to get things going. Mentioned earlier that this is the 11th best defense in rushing yards per game. They're allowing 161.6 yards on the ground. Cameron Scadaboo is good. Carlos Brooks is good. Kyson Brown is good. They got everyone rolling in the right track right now. This is a team that I anticipate is going to have a pretty good day running the football. They they are much better than what the box score would suggest. This is going to be a good game for them. I'm saying that Scadaboo, I'm saying that Brooks, I'm saying Brown, White, whoever. Trenton Bourget. I think that these guys are going to have a very successful day on the ground. I don't know necessarily if they're going to go for 200 or anything, but I am predicting at least 120 rushing yards. So a little less than what they're giving up per game, but I still think that it's going to be a really good day. And I'm going to say that the rushing attack combines for two touchdowns. Maybe it's two to Scadaboo. Maybe it's one Borgay and one Kyson. I don't know, but two touchdowns. I'm going to say 120 rushing yards. I'm willing to bump it to 140. 
140, but I'm going to sit firm at 120 for right now. I I don't know, man. Like, as bad as Washington State's defense has been, Arizona State's offense has been equally bad. I I wouldn't be surprised if they got 140. I'm sticking at 120 for right now. Defensively, I'm going to say the Sun Devils get four sacks. They're going to rebound from last week where they didn't get any sacks. They're going to have a really good day against a suspect offensive line. Dorba's good. Green's good. Mallory's good. CJ Fight has started to get some more snaps. Hopefully, Clayton Smith is finally able to get going. I imagine Brian Ward, who's coaching against his old team, is going to dial up some really good uh, blitzes as well. I'm saying four sacks for this team. I think that they're just going to be living in the backfield. And speaking of living in the backfield, my final bold prediction is that the Sun Devils are going to hold Wazoo under their average rushing yards per game, which is at 87.9. The Sun Devils are in the top half of, of the league in uh, rushing yards per game at 106.7. But then alternatively, Washington State is the second worst rushing attack in the conference at 87.9. So I'm saying that they're going to hold them under that. Um, maybe it's 87 flat since it's pretty much 88. I think they're going to have a really good day here. Again, Washington State as a team is averaging just 3.1 yards per carry and their leading rusher is 2.9. They're going to be able to take the rushing game out of this game. I firmly believe that, especially with how good the defense has played this year. That's a prediction that I feel pretty darn good about. I'm curious what they do through the air because you take away the run game, you're going to force Cam Ward to pass and Cam Ward's pretty good through the air. That's where I'm curious. But as far as the ground game goes, I'm going to say we neutralize that. Final score, I'm taking Arizona State in this game. I will not apologize for that. I got ASU 24-20. to Not a very high-scoring game. I understand that, but I'm also taking into account that Arizona State is dead last in points per game at 17. Uh, Washington State, very, very quality, 32.9 points per game. That puts them in the top half of the league as the number six team, but I'm still saying ASU's defense is going to step up in this game. It also helps that Washington State, Washington State is on a bit of a skid right now. They've dropped their last three games. They are not really doing too much on offense. In those three games, their best was 24 points. They have 24 points. They have six points. They have 17 points. They're trending now. I'm saying they're going to get this figured out. I'm saying that Arizona State's going to be able to win this game defensively, if nothing else. I got Arizona State in this game. What are your bold predictions? What's your final score? Who are you guys looking out for? Let me know in the comments, or you can hit me up on Twitter at RichieBrad36, and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. But as always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Remember, wherever you get your podcast, to hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Again, like, subscribe, hit those notifications. I will see you guys soon to break down this game. Also, let's go Diamondbacks. Till then, you keep it locked here on Locked on Sun